time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! That's what we're going to do. we got to get ready. It's Saturday morning, August uh, 20th. And uh, we're going to take uh, Lawrence Driggs back to the airport in Spokane. He's going back to Southern California to get all his stuff to be back up in a week. So, but one thing that we had not gone over yet, we want to make sure we include with the Occupy Land Dome Building Project, is actually building the dome itself. You know, the struts. We have not gone over that yet, so we're going to do that real quick, and uh, you get learnified. All right. Now, you go to the Internet and you just type type in Money Dome, and when you do that, you get this. You go Money Dome, Freedoms Phoenix, probably be the fastest way. This stuff keeps getting moved around by Google. But you go um, Money Dome, Freedoms Phoenix, and this link comes up. Now, you can search Freedoms Phoenix, and you'll get it. You go in to this, and it'll take you to when we made our first, that's already loaded over here, it made our first dome. You know, this was our, we were were playing. Here we go. Now, what we did is, uh, this is a three-phase dome. We're going to talk about that and how it does. We got Desert Dome Calculator. We got a bunch of links here. You know, we just threw this up there, and this is a good place to start. Now, it'll come up to this, and you put in the radius of whatever you're doing. There's a lot of considerations in that, and I'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But what I wanted to show you, once you get the right measurement, all you do is you cut the EMT struts with a cutoff blade or a hacksaw, whatever, I mean, how much, you know, effort you want to put into it. Then you squish it. You know, you could do it on an anvil with a hammer, which we did, you know. We tried to do this. That's why we have a stamp press and the die that we did and make this go a lot faster. We'll show you here in a little bit. But you can go low-tech if you want to. And then you drill the hole, and the way this works, it's measured from the hole to the hole for each of the struts. So you have to have extra space on top. You know, um, it's a three quarters of an inch that go from the hole to the edge. So you got to incorporate an inch and a half per strut of whatever it tells you to do. Now we just use these little pens for making quick. Um, for vending yeah, at events and so on. We just put it up and then popped it, pulled the pins and pulled it out, and it fell apart. But it wasn't really tight. It was kind of loose and jingled kind of stuff. But it was strong, but it wasn't, you know, didn't give you a real tight feeling. You bolt them, and then they ain't going anywhere, you know. So this was what we had done. We sewed this just from a SAS. It's a, a surplus uh, fabric place, and we just got night sewed this together you make triangles 
And you'll see here there's a width of the material. And I'll show you as a calculator up there how wide is your material. Okay, it's one meter wide. And they go, all right, you know, half a meter up, it's going to be this wide and then this wide and then this wide. And then you just get a pattern. And then I just cut a bunch of them, sewed them together and done. That was the first time I sewed, you know. And I did a relatively not sucky job. So this is where we had vending five stations all the way around. And if you go on the Internet, you can see where we would have this at different functions and so on. And we may look that up. So this is our first dome, you know, we made for an event. And you just rolled it up when you were open and had all our T-shirts and crap hanging around. And you have five stations, so no waiting. And uh, when we were done, we just undid it and it rolled down. So... This is useful for a lot of things. Now, I like this size because, um, well, I'll go ahead and show you. When you go in here, you want the Desert Dome Calculator. And you click on that, and it takes you to here. And boom. Dome Calculator. So you go to the Dome Calculator. Now, this is what they call phases. A one phase means they're all the struts are the same length. Two phase, there are two different lengths. Three phase, there are three. And then, of course, when you go to four, it is six. I don't know why, because it is. So you got six different lengths. And no ads, please. You got six different lengths. Now, what you see here, a sphere, if you're making a ball, this is all the way around. You make a ball. That is a sphere and how many struts you need for it. Now, this is a dome. Now, this is important to keep in mind. I'll show you on the three-phase because it, uh, it's easier to see it. Okay, on a three-phase dome, half a dome is right there in the middle of the bottom run. That is what uh, half of a sphere is. So if you continued this out, it would make a dome, but the middle of the sphere is here. So when you make enough struts to do to here, that's called a three-eighths dome. You'll see here, three-eighths, to go and incorporate the middle, and it, start to, it starts to bend in just a little bit. You'll see here, it starts to bend in. It's going to start making a sphere because this is the halfway mark. That's a five-eighths dome. So what we've been doing is five-eighths domes, okay? So that makes the wall come up. If you were standing on the floor here, then your head would hit. So we do this. A six-foot man can stand right next to the edge, and this just barely starts to get close to the shoulder, and his head doesn't hit. I can stand right on the edge of the dome, and it not uh, my head not hit. So, you know, if you got furniture and stuff, you're fine. So this is one reason why we like 16-foot domes. The other reason is, is you're getting the conduit in 10-foot lengths. When you get a 10-foot length, how many of these can you make in there? So let's go ahead and find out. Now, if we do it, now I use metric because it's easier to get decibels, you know, you know 38.2 centimeters, a hell of a lot easier than 38.2 inches. You know, I have no idea what that is. You know, so I convert. Once you start, you do this. And I think it's like 16 foot is, I don't remember, 280 or some crap like that. So we go, um, we'll just do it in feet and have a little bit of brain damage. All right, so we go eight and submit. you got to click submit. You can't hit enter. I don't know why. Cause. So when you hit that, boom, it does the calculations. So to do a 5-8 dome, I need 30 pieces that are 
feet. Now you know why I do metric. Let's do metric because mm-hmm. hell no. All right, so we'll just say 200 centimeters. So I get 69.72 centimeters on one strut, and that's a lot easier. You know, on the, the metric measuring, it's just, you know, 72 millimeter, it's easy. So you go 30 of these, 55 of these, 80 of these. These three different sizes, and they go in a configuration. I got a better map for putting it together. But the um, uh, this is how you do it. But you got to remember to add an inch and a half for each one of these. Now, if you um, do that, you go, the reason this is so uh, such a good size is for eight feet. You know, it's like 15.98 or something like that feet. And the reason is, is because you're left over, if you do three C's, you're left over with like, you know, three quarters of an inch of conduit. You get the full size when you add in the inch and a half per strut. So for a 10-foot piece, what is that? It has three, four and a half inches, you know, extra that you need. That's a, like a decimeter or something. So you put in your size. Now, if we were doing 30-foot, I'll go ahead and put in 15-foot dome. I mean, 15-foot radius. So you go in, and it says, all right, you have to have um, 5.229 feet. You know, so you're not going to get a full one. You know, a 10-foot dome, you're left over with four-foot sections all the time. Mm. So it's going to be... um, 14 point whatever it is so you got to take into consideration exactly how i want this big a dome but if you just do it then you're wasting a bunch of conduit you know you got to make sure you get at least two cuts into and this is yeah so uh, i did it wrong that's fourth phase so we put 15 in here and that'll be a lot better so the struts get smaller all right so here you have 4.8, but you got to have an inch and a half, so it's like four inches. So you got to finagle this. How many of these do you cut, and then how many A's? So you get like, you know, uh, uh, you get one of these and 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 one of these. So you have to map it out. Now, I have a book that I wrote, my little foldy pirate book. You know, it's laying right here somewhere. And um, – I put in the maximum I could get with 10-foot conduit on a large dome, and it's about 29 feet. It's a little bit less than a 30-foot dome. But if I didn't do that, I'd have, you know, I'd use up a crap load more conduit. So you got to be careful. Keep in mind the inch and a half per strut, which is, um, you know, 3.81 centimeters, some crap like that, but with three or two per conduit, three on the three phase, and you get two on a 10-foot section when we do the four phase. Then you get um, um, uh, four and a half inches or something extra that you need. So once you got that in mind, then you just get rock and roll and you can do what you want. Now, the other thing is if you go to five phase and six phase, you'll see they get rounder. You know, they get more faceted as you go through, and it provides more strength. Just for an example, 
we'll go six phase and they have like a bunch of struts oh my god so if we did 15 now you don't save anything because you need more struts you know but we'll put it in there for grins but you see now they're smaller they're two feet three feet you got a really dense structure but what we're doing especially with the hog fence you know four phase is fine with three quarter inch conduit now what we want to do is we'll look over here. Let's see. We do slides. All right. <clears throat> now, there's Lawrence doing the first when you're first shooting this, and you kind of smooth it out. And uh, when the machine worked for, like, a you know, one bag. <laughs> and then um, what we're going to do is go through these. Now, that's a 30-foot dome with a structure there. That's the one that we have in Arizona. Now. This right here is the stamp press. You see inside the jaw. Let's go back. You see inside the jaws of this thing. There is a die that we stamp the end of it, and we'll show you that. But this is the machine. That thing is heavy. Now this is where we cut the conduit, and we can do them in bundles of ten all at one time with this cutoff blade. So we can, you know, mass produce them. Now the one on the right that is three-quarter inch conduit the one on the left that is half inch conduit now or yeah i think two of them are half inch and one of them is three-quarter inch now the half inch we do the 16 foot domes with the three-quarter inch is when we're getting larger and it's just obviously it's just bigger heavier uh conduit you know it gives you more strength and that's what we started now this you can see is a 3 8 dome. It didn't have the bottom run on these two little domes setting off to the side. So we added another level so you could stand up in it. And uh, they just didn't have the, they weren't finished, so we finished those. Now when we were chunking out the pieces for the 30-foot dome, I just laid them out here, and each size I painted the ends of them a different color. You know, from chartreuse to freaking neon purple, whatever colors they had, don't care. So, um, but you can color match the map, and I'll show you that. Now, this is what that four-phase dome looked then. Now it's got windows in these stars here. It's got a big door here. It's got a brim that comes around like a baseball hat, you know, for shade, and it's, it's very cool. So um, we've been working on this, and it sits on a foundation. Now, you don't have to have a foundation. You do a foot or a foundation, whatever, it doesn't matter. So this is what we're building. This is the substructure. This is what everything goes on. So that's um, what we're talking about here. This is the part that we haven't done yet. Now, then we took those struts, we undid where they were meeting in the middle, and we just cut them to length, pounded out the end, you know, and screwed them in to the wood frame for the door. That's uh, how we did the door. And then the windows, this is before we actually disconnected this. I was setting them up because where these red stars are, that is the only place where it is level to the ground, the conduit in there. So that's a perfect place for where a door, I mean, a window goes. So then we undid this, and then we took the struts, and we screwed them to that. And that's how it's uh, interfaced with the dome, the window. So we did that. This is the mesh, one of the meshes. We have different ones. This is the mesh that we're putting over the hog fence. Now, it's a heavy gauge fence. I think it's got I don't know, it's like six gauge or something. It's a pretty heavy fence. And we put that, and that's what we put the cement on, is that. And we got 
you know, uh, approval from structural engineer. He said, damn, man, you okay, I'll sign off on that. Okay, this is the hog fence. This stuff is just heavy gauge fencing they use for, let me think, oh, yeah, pigs. So we go, and these were like $35 a piece. I know they were probably giving them away years ago, but, you know, this is, uh, it's not free. You know, so but it's only about a few hundred dollars to cover the dome, and this makes all the difference because you really have to crank it down and use the metal twist ties that they use for connecting rebar in foundations, and then you connect this to the conduit, and then you got a structure. Then we put the mesh over it. Now you can see the hog fence. Hope we got a better picture of the hog fence underneath it. And then we put this mesh over it, and now it's ready to cement. That's what it looks like. So this is what we're going for. Somebody really wants to call me. Eh, spam. So you do um, the EMT electrical conduit first. You got your strong, and it's a strong structure already. Then you wire tie, like you do rebar, this hog fence to it. Then you put the mesh over that, then it's ready for cementing. Now, what we're doing now is we're going to go ahead, and this is us spraying it, you know, with the Lawrence and I doing that, and then smearing it on. So you get the idea. And there, Lawrence did a purdy job. He's doing it all purdy. Now, this is just a workshop. We just bought like $300 worth of plastic. It's a 50 by 50. We threw it over it, tucked it underneath, boom, got a workshop. Yeah, the wind and rain and it was the cold it was awesome so we're still using that because i've done the same thing in arizona all right so there's that now let's go ahead and go back to here this is really it so we're going to go out and do a little bit of footage of us actually making these struts so you go to dome desertdomes.com or dome calculator you can put in but the best thing is you just put in money dome Freeman's Phoenix. The reason we call it Money Dome is it was a people were starting to use in like uh, 9, 10, 11, you know, they were really starting to use silver a lot at festivals and uh, and crypto was just getting going. But they the vendors needed to take that and go buy stuff at the grocery store. So they're like, we can't do it because we can't go buy groceries. So we created a place, the Money Dome, where they would come and we would give them cash for all their stuff so that they could take alternative currencies. That's yeah. what was going on. That's why we call it the Money Dome. And, um, and then other people did the same kind of thing, so it worked out. So this is where you go. You want to get all funky, you go to Dome Calculator and a three-phase, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to punch out a couple of these, and we'll just uh, you know get some links so you can see – how to do it, but it has to be exact because this thing is all about exact. The holes have to match, you know, uh, the distance that they say. So whatever you put in there, you know, as a, a radius, it's got to be three point whatever. Because if you don't, you know, you'll get to a point to where it won't fit. You know, you can tell because some of these are very close in size, 3.7, 3.6. I mean, you can hardly tell the difference in them, but if you don't do it, it won't work. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead, and Lawrence and I are going to go out, do some footage real quick because we've got to leave in about 20 minutes. So we're going to go ahead and go out and punch out some struts so you can see what we're talking about. This machine that we did here saved us enormous amounts of effort. 
for doing a bunch of domes. If you wanted to just do onesie by yourself and you got nothing to do for a couple of days, well, then you can do it. But we did five 16-foot domes, and it took five of us about a week, you know, just, you know, hand one guy on the drill press, one. So you're going to see how fast it goes, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. And we can, once you, you know, uh, I can build you your neighborhood. I mean, you know. So we're going to go ahead and do, go do that real quick. And pace. Time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Declare your independence with me, Ernest Hancock. It is uh, August 22nd, 2022, up in northeastern Washington, you know, next to the border of Idaho, Canada, and the Columbia River. Man, it's awesome. But, you know, this last weekend, Don and I um, married 38 years. We went and celebrated our anniversary this weekend in Spokane. And we had to pick up some windows and a door for our doom that we're building up here and we have four that we're playing around with and it's getting to be a thing i mean it's we got more crew coming up this weekend but doing all this building i haven't been checking nothing donna's been taking care of the site i do shows when i gotta do shows and uh you know we're caught up in all our buffer of a bunch of shows but there be a news happening anytime i I look at you know our site freedom's phoenix like damn Damn, you know, every time I look, damn, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Now, Harvey Wasserman, we had on, you know, probably a couple months ago. Um, he, he's written, you know, a bunch of books. You know, he'll put up some of his goodies up here. You know, he's a, you know, expert, says Harvey, you know, and an activist, author. is also a co-author of 21 books, including The People's Spiral of U.S. History. People's Spiral of U.S. History. He explained that to me. And... Solartopia, Solartopia, S-O-L-A-R-T-O-P-I-A dot org. He convenes the Grassroots Emergency Election Protection Zooms Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Oh, election protection. Well, we're definitely into that. Which side did he fall on? I don't know. Don't care. We'll find out. He speaks, writes, organizes widely on energy, the environment, history, drug war, election protection, grassroots politics, now, this is the thing I remember from Harvey. He's an activist, but his big thing is um, the environment. You know, definitely a touchstone. And he was concerned about um, Ukraine and, you know, going to get all chernobyl again. they got reactors there in the middle of the war. So he's concerned about nuclear and 
So environment, I guess he's a solar guy. Well, I'm all solared up, man. I got uh, all my panels and inverters and batteries and wiring and everything sitting there waiting for when we build our dome in Arizona. So um, I'm, I'm hip, but their baseline power, it's going to be a power thing. What's coming, you know, this coming winter, we're going to find out how much we love us some hydrocarbons. But, um, you know, I guess Harvey's got a different idea. We're going to find out. Harvey Wasserman. Harvey, tell me every little old thing. What's up? Oh, did it freeze? Can you hear me? Yeah, you got me, Harvey? Yeah, we had I that. got you, yeah. There you go, there you go. Starlink. Yeah, we got Starlink here recently because I need Starlink, but it's not perfect. All right, so go ahead and tell me what I need to be. I haven't been looking at the news for nothing. You know, I am busy, busy building. I got, Yeah, I know what's coming. It's going to get bad. It's going to get real bad. So we're, you know, um, occupying the land, you know, with attainable housing. So that's our next big project that we're working on. But I should be concerned, and the audience should be concerned about what? what what's so important we got, we got to share with the people, Harvey? Well, the biggest thing is uh, the so-called liberal governor of California is now trying to keep the uh, Diablo Canyon nuclear plants operating. Now, you're up in northeastern Washington. You're... You're near uh, the Hanford Nuclear Reservation, which is a total ecological catastrophe because of all the radioactive waste that uh, our great government doesn't know what to do with. And it's scattered all over the place and threatens the Columbia River and uh, and everything else in the surrounding. You do have one nuclear power plant up there that needs to be shut down. And here in California, I'm talking from Los Angeles, uh, there are two atomic reactors at the place called San Luis Obispo. It's actually uh, nine miles west of San Luis Obispo on the ocean. And these two reactors are surrounded by earthquake faults and they're 45 miles from the San Andreas. Now, the San Andreas, as we know, is could go off at any moment and shake the hell out of uh, L.A. and San Francisco and all the rest of California. Uh, but the reality is that it could also shake these two nuclear power plants. They will come crashing down. They will blow up like Fukushima did and uh, send a radioactive cloud right to where I'm sitting to you, talking to you from um, and threaten 10, 15 million people, uh, do a couple trillion dollars worth of damage and forever destroy the California economy. So, so atomic like power is bad. Is it bad? It's the worst. Okay. It's insane. So now what? You know, California, you know, we're going into, um, this is going to be a a power-starved country. And there's, you know, the reason I do solar is because of its decentralized nature. The fact that I can do it. You know, that I can go ahead and, you know, I got my own power and the the man can suck it, you know. And I, I look forward to that. You know, being able to um, have a um, reliable source. Now, that's in Arizona. You know, Arizona, you can have reliable power, you know, with solar. But um, what do you think, California, what do you want them to do? You know, I want 100% solar, just like you. You're ahead of the curve, man. You're a smart guy. Everybody needs to have solar power, and it works. It's cheap. It's ready to go. It's not environmentally destructive. And uh, instead, 
these corporatists love their big atomic power plants because they own them and they can charge us whatever they want. They do not have insurance. I mean, uh, you know, are you driving any of your vehicles without insurance? Are they also these atomic reactors are all over, all of them are in the United States is 92, and they're all around 40 years old. How many, how many of your listeners are driving 40-year-old automobiles without insurance? I mean, you know, it's insane. So these people are risking our lives uh, because they own these nuclear plants. They want to make the money off of them. They want to charge us all sorts of fancy electric rates, and they do not want us to have solar. So at the same time that the governor of California wants to extend the operations of these nuclear plants that are surrounded by earthquake faults, he's also wants to tax solar and make it more difficult to put them on your rooftop. This is the great liberal governor. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. So we have uh, the, you know, environmentally friendly governor of uh, California is making it more difficult to get solar on. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because they're, they're promoting a tax. They want to tax everybody that has solar panels. So hey, it, describe this tax. I remember years ago when it was, God, it had to be, God, at least six years ago or so, was, you know, solar panels were starting to get really cheap and this is becoming a thing. You had the country of Spain was taxing the sun. And I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa. That's as bad as them, like you're not allowed to capture rainwater. You know, Denver goes, all right, all right, all right. We're going to let you capture two 55-gallon barrels of rainwater. You're free now. I'm like, what? You know, and and then Spain starts taxing the sun. You know, this, I, I tell you, Harvey, all this stuff is better explained when you understand the very core nature of government, any of them, with under anybody, when anyone is delegated the power to make decisions for my life. This is why I go solar. It's not for any other reason. You know, yeah, but what about the batteries and the little children, you know, picking with their fingers the whatever chemical of the element of blah, 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 blah. I go, look, man, that's not, you know, these are all considerations you can take right after I'm worried about my ability to power my life and be decentralized in the aspect that I'm not, you know, buying it or controlled by somebody else. So that well, you're 100 right about that. And solar has just been going down, down, down in, in, in cost and up, up, up in efficiency. And that's why the utility industry hates solar, because guys like you can buy your own solar panels and take down the wires and don't have to pay these clowns uh, for electricity that you can get yourself from the sun. So now they want to come in in California and they want to stick a tax on your solar panels, even though you got nothing to do with them. And it's, it's, it's criminal. And so in California where they're talking about, you know, low carbon and global warming, the one number one thing you got to do to fight global warming is to put solar panels on your rooftop, and they want to solar, They want to tax it, and they want to make it more difficult to do just that. And at the same time, they want to keep these nuclear plants open, which are falling apart. They're not insured. They, they, they will blow up, uh, as we saw at Fukushima and at Chernobyl. Okay, and this is one thing. Be- 
I no, I, I I'm you know I, I want I know you want us to be afraid of uh, the the risk of nuclear power. You know, it, it, damn it, you know that's one thing talking to you in the past. You know, has been we're we're all going to die. Nuclear power, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Um, is there any nuclear? What about when fusion comes online? What about thorium reactors? What about you know uh, others? I mean, what is your fundamental concern about nuclear power? They can blow up. They kill people. They cost a fortune. Um, what at one other time in human history have you had an accident that within fifteen minutes wiped out sixty billion dollars worth of capital assets? Can you outside a war? Can you name me another instance? That was Fukushima. Uh, Chernobyl cost a trillion. I went to Three Mile Island. Um, uh, nine months after the accident, I was in the farmland in central Pennsylvania. I went into people's houses. I interviewed people at their kitchen tables, and they're showing me their hair is falling out, sores, lesions, people dying, animals dying. Uh, you know, it was like being in the middle of the apocalypse. So I will tell you that these nuclear plants, these guys have no idea what they're doing. They're, they have no insurance. They're sitting on earthquake faults. The reactors are 40 years old. They have massive internal defects. The Diablo Canyon is being run by Pacific Gas and Electric. Now, if you want to complain about government, I'm, I'm 100% with you. And you want to complain about PG&E, I'm 200% with you. These clowns have gone bankrupt twice in the 20th century. This was once the biggest utility in the United States. In 2010, because they couldn't maintain their own gas lines, they blew up, and I mean blew up, a whole neighborhood in San Bruno. They burned down 19 houses. These are private homes, and they killed eight people. This is a company that's operating a nuclear plant that could send a radioactive cloud pouring into Los Angeles at any time. Then, now, what's your concern now? Why, why are you so adamant? Now we need to, to do a show. Did, did something happen? Is there something you're concerned about? Is winter yes. coming? I mean, you know, yes, give me, I'll, tell give me, you, I'll tell you what happened. Well, give me the news, man, because I'm, I, I, I need a solution. You know, there's going to be electrons well, flowing around. you've got the solution. All right. You're the, well, give me the problem. You're the Daniel Boone of the solution here, man. Well, you've go got the solar panels. I you're got doing- solar on my bus. I got lithium iron phosphate on my bus. I got them waiting on me at home. I got... You know, earth ship kind of, you know, passive heating, cooling designs of the domes. I were, you know, we're going to occupy the land, Harvey. Our whole thing is this whole deal when they say you'll own nothing and here's your happy pill. And I'm going, what they're talking about is us having our own land. So I'm, you know, I don't know if you're an advocate being, you know, you know, a liberal environmentalist or whatever. Are you looking for me to be in a shipping container you know, down by the light rail system with everything a body needs gruel coming out of the faucet? I mean, or do I get to have, you know, 10 acres out in the middle of the, the woods of leave me aloneism? Which one are you? <coughs> All of the above. I, I'm for your total independence. And here's, here's the theoretical, and this is the news. If you were in California, just minding your own business, riding around in your bus, but you got solar panels, they want to tax you between 50 and $100 a month just to have the solar panels on your roof. 
That's what they're trying to do. They who? Is it? Is this a special interest? Is it the Democrats? Is it, you know, they just want more money? And, you know, Gavin Newsom's not, uh, you know, rich enough? I mean, you know, what's the motivation here? What, what, it's what's the sell? industry. It's, a, it's, it's PG&E and Southern California Edison and uh, all, all these other utility companies that want to tax you because they don't want you to have your own power because they want you to have to get your power from them so they can make money off. Okay, is there a trend? Are you keeping track? Is there charts that shows the, you know, i give you an example. <clears throat> Yesterday, I'm, uh, we were picking up some, you know, stuff, uh, big box store, windows and doors and stuff at uh, in Spokane. Uh, we went to a restaurant, get something to eat, you know, okay. There's a little newspaper stand, a local weekly, whatever the heck it was there. And I picked it up because the front cover was talking about how many uh, children are not going back to the government schools. That so many people the last couple of years, they started homeschooling. They started to see what the Zoom, you know, school was doing to their kid. They go, nope, we're done. So by the tens of thousands, you know, they're just keeping their kids home. They're homeschooling. They're doing, they're just, they're not playing anymore. So I'm going, okay. Um, how is that with power? You know, people are, you know, starting to get the same kind of feeling. I need to do this myself. They're not doing it right. So we start seeing a lot of people, they have even hydro. You know, there is some water movement and rivers and stuff here. They're, you know, that's becoming a thing. Solar's becoming a thing. But Arizona, you know, Washington State's not the same as Arizona when it comes to, to solar power. So I'm going, okay, so what is it that you're advocating as a solution? What are the numbers? Where is it trending? We have, you know, the cost of uh, power is going way down. I mean, you know, I, I'm seeing now they got uh, – I thought I was super high-tech when I bought a bunch of 350-watt solar panels. Now they're all 400 or more. And it, right. all of a sudden on my uh, bus, the same amount of power that I – get from my eight panels now, I can get from two. You know, so I'm going, wow. All right, well, this is going to be a thing. What's the tracking? What's the data? What What's happening? And then you know, them wanting to tax it more. Do they want it? They don't want it. They know it's going to happen. They just want to glean something from it. They want to get your name and address so they can get a monthly fee out of you got off the grid so PG&E can get subsidized or something. I mean, what is going on, Harvey? You got it exactly right there. Solar panels are just plummeting in cost. Batteries are becoming more, way more efficient. Uh, LED lighting, you can, you, you can power up and get your lights on and all that other stuff, you know, with a fraction of the energy you used to use. So what does this mean? This means we don't need the utility industry anymore. The utility industry's got billions and billions of dollars in investments that they want to protect at your expense. And their number one boondoggle is the nuclear plants and the point is Ernest, if everybody was like you and got their solar panels which are getting more and more efficient stuck a battery in the back of their bus or the basement of their house plugged in their car we don't need the fossil fuels anymore we don't need nuclear power we don't need coal none of that stuff we've got energy independence house by house and this is terrifying to the corporate structure, and to their flunkies in government like Gavin Newsom. 
who is pushing to keep these reactors open, even though they don't have insurance, even though they're surrounded by earthquake faults, even though there was a deal cut, you know, there was a big um, uh, a gathering uh, of uh, top people, unions and local officials and state government and, and environmental groups, um, regulators, they all got together in the mid-2010s, and for two years, they hammered out a deal to take Diablo Canyon offline and, uh, and shut it down because it was falling apart and it's worse than ever and it's hugely dangerous and losing money every day. Diablo Canyon loses $3.5 million a day at public expense. <clears throat> but public, Pacific Gas and Electric it depends on Diablo Canyon to keep their cash flow. And they don't care that it can blow up and wipe out Los Angeles because they're not liable. Federal uh, 1957 Price-Anderson Act says they can build nuclear plants. If they blow up, too bad. Okay, Harvey, let me give you a situation. This This is when Fukushima happened, you know, Japan and rest of the planet tried to go off nuclear. France doesn't have coal, oil, much solar or choice. I mean, you know, they're like, we're nuclear, and they got kind of a regimented uh, boilerplate nuclear reactors that they just put on an assembly line, so they just, right. you know, have a lot of nuclear. Well, you know, you have Germany going off, Japan went off, and I have a friend, you know, lives in Japan, and he's going, they went back and opened them, but they had to. You know, they, they don't have the power. So now we're looking, you know, Europe is going to get cold, Russia's shutting off, you know, or being shut off or something, embargoing on um, uh, oil. Here in America, Biden, you know, he said he was going to do it. Well, he did it. And he shut down all the pipelines, you know, construction. The domestic oil production was more. We were a surplus. I didn't even, you know, a lot of people don't even know that America is just awash in hydrocarbons. You know, we we got enough coal and oil. We can you know, take care of ourselves and surplus export. Well, Biden wanted to make absolutely sure that didn't happen. So now we don't. Now we're importing. We're begging Venezuela and Iran or something. I mean, we're. I'm going, this is so messed up. And I'm wondering, you know, when you even got, you know, uh, Elon Musk coming out going, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just, you know, pull the spigot on the oil. You know, I mean, you need to transition here a little bit. Don't be a moron, okay? So I'm going, all right, so what is your advocacy? I mean, you, you're all, you know, peace with Biden. We're going to shut it all down and make you do something and then take solar uh, uh, nuclear off at the same time. I'm not hearing solutions. And you'll sit there and you'll say, yeah, everybody go solar. Okay, let's just go solar. We need to go solar. Let's do solar. Well, I know it's going to happen. You know, when that happens, you know, I don't know, we might get some – you know, a scale reduction in cost might not, you know, PG and E might just, you know, buy them their, their own solar plant. But, you know, is there a bunch of production in the United States? Are we dependent on, you know, foreign countries, suppliers, or even foreign governments like the CCP own, we make solar panels. So I just, I'm not hearing a solution or any detail of how this would be America would be powered. You take away electrons from America, it's not America anymore. So are you advocating a different America, 
a different way of life, a different I mean I, I need a solution. I understand you don't like nuclear. I understand I'm look I'm not a big giant nuclear fan either. I think they went down the wrong path in the fifties and sixties. They did it for the wrong reasons. They just wanted to have you know, uh, so they can make plutonium for making bombs, you know, while, oh, we'll have a reactor over here. Breeder reactors or thorium or whatever. They just kind of, eh, you know, another day. Well, that day is coming. So I'm going, okay, you know, fusion might be a thing. I keep promising we're always 30 years away with that. And uh, solar is becoming an option. There's, you know, using less power, like you're saying with the LEDs, the way you orient your homes, different insulative uh, uh, materials that are coming out. We're finding out a lot about, you know, doing our own homes now. So, yes, the, every electron you don't need is one you don't have to make. You know, so I'm like, you know, efficiency has gone up a lot. We replaced the refrigerator, the hot water heater. Probably going to need to get a new air conditioner, washer, dryer on the bus. And every time we get a new one, we need less power. So I'm going, okay. So I'm with you, brother. I understand the solutions that we can do as individuals. But I need the solution to this winter around the world, this winter, not next year, not 10 years from now. You want to talk about death? There's going to be a bunch of death from freezing. So I need to know what your solution is for this winter. Solution is what you're doing. Solution is exactly what you're doing, which is to get solar panels on every rooftop in America, every home and every business, and and uh, cut down the use through increased efficiency, put up the windmills in the in offshore and in the Great Lakes, and and uh, get the get the efficiency done like you're doing. Everybody needs to see Apollo 13. Remember Apollo 13 when they they got they had an accident. Yeah. And they, they had a minuscule amount of power, and they had to do they had to do things on the spacecraft to save every electron. So that's the solution. You know, thorium reactors way in the future. Fusion, as you say, every thirty years it's another thirty years away. And the reactors that we built, um, the, the ninety two that are still going, they could all blow up at any minute, and they are incredibly inefficient. So which is worse? What's, what's I mean, happening is the corporations are doing everything in their power to prevent our country from doing what you have been doing, which is to go 100% solar. And we know it can be done. How? Oh, with a gun? I mean, how, how are we going to do this? You know, you, you have um, Biden uh, said, we're going to shut down this and shut down. We're not going to have any more, and we're not because we're not. And I'm seeing how I just read what they tell me anyway and do whatever. So now we're getting that. Are you happy with the energy policy that the Biden-Harris administration is doing. Well, he, he, he got a reversal. You know, Joe Manchin uh, opened up the pipelines and is trying to reopen the mines. you, you got to remember that a lot of what Biden wanted to do is, and the court just threw out his moratorium on drilling. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, every cent we have in the gov- government should be going to giving people solar panels so we can solve this problem. And, you know, the okay, French, so you're the looking for a government France. action, government subsidy, government, you know, uh, transition by no, you actually, know, you know what, edict of whatever. I'll, I'll take a free market. I will take right now a 100% free market in energy. Right now, if they cut the subsidies to coal, oil, nukes, and gas, which I call King Kong. And solar and wind and hydro. 
I mean, I'm, I'm for – hell, you even got Elon Musk. He goes, look, you want to solve this problem? Eliminate all the subsidies for me too, everybody. Just I'm stop. Totally Go to free market, Absolutely. and we'll see what's up, you know. Mm-hmm. But then uh, you, know, you have envi- – there's so many concerns. Every time you get government involved, it gets worse. So, like you say, they don't have any liability for accidents. That's one thing you do in right. nuclear power plant. Well, what happens if something – I don't know. It's not our problem. You know, so right. then you have a regulatory agency and they got their problems and you got regulatory capture from the blah, 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 blah. I can't see. That's why, you know, on a show often I, I say freedom's the answer. What's the question? Whatever question you got, more freedom is the answer. But with freedom comes responsibility. You have the freedom to do whatever the hell you want, as long as you're not violating the life, liberty, property of another individual's freedom, their pursuit of happiness. You're not, you know, polluting their air, water, you know, uh, uh, body. So I'm just like, there's, I, I can't, I, I, I'm looking for a solution, and your solution is we need to go solar as fast as possible, government programs, subsidy, dip, dip, whatever, buy, give something, you know, developer mandate, require, everybody's got to have a Tesla solar roof and a battery and any new home of blah, 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 blah. I've heard it all. So the thing is, is I'm going, yeah, as soon as you get the government out of the way of everything, we'll find out where we really are. You know, pay pay what it costs for nuclear power. You know, then you'll have a, you'll definitely want an alternative. Pay what it costs for this. Pay what it costs for that. You know, be responsible for what you do with your freedom. Be, you know, I, I, I'm just... I, I, but I'm looking for a solution, Harvey. And what I'm getting from you is you're saying there needs to be more mandate, more incentive, more government action, more you know influence in the you know the power industry to do something. And I'm going. That's never the solution. Never, you know. So I'm looking for, you know, you're saying all right, we need to. And what's the urgency? Is there? They're, they're not going to shut down a power plant, a nuclear power plant. You thought they were. They're going to open up more. Are there new power plants on the board? Are they waiting for a technological advancement? And one of the things about them putting them on the ocean and, you know, next to earthquake falls, that's just stupid, you know. But, you know, Fukushima, they had an earthquake, tsunami came, knocked out its backup power. Did I mean, you know, it's about worst case scenario, you know, perfect storm. And, you know, here you have it happen. But it's not if, it's when. Sooner or later, every circumstance that's possible will happen. You know, it's just a matter of time. You just keep rolling dice. Now, you may have, you know, a six-sided, you know, dice that has, you know, blank on all the faces except one. But sooner or later, that one's going to come up. So I'm going, okay. The solution you're saying is to be more energy independent, decentralization of people's lives, but then that takes you out of the influence of philosophy and government and mandates and stuff like that. Out of you got to wear a mask, you got to get a vaccine, you got to have solar power, you got to. As soon as you start with the attitude, the philosophy of decentralization down to the individual, then your government kind of goes away. You know, you don't need it anymore. How far are you willing to go? What about the power to tell people to do what you want them to do, Harvey? Well, philosophically, where are you at? Be careful, because it's coming. 
Well, I want the government out of the energy business. That means they cannot take our tax dollars and subsidize these nuclear plants. And the one requirement that the nuclear plants need to have is insurance, for God's sakes. If you're not allowed to drive your car without insurance, how can you operate nuclear plants that could kill millions of people without insurance? I own a house here in L.A. I look at my homeowner's policy. There is a paragraph in my homeowner's policy that says that this insurance will not cover the destruction of my home in case of a nuclear power accident. What kind of nonsense is that? Why do they get away with operating atomic reactors that don't have insurance? And why do they get away with massive subsidies for coal, oil, nukes, and gas, uh, and, which is keeping us from having solar? So I, I advocate with you, Ernest, a 100% government departure from the energy business, because I know that at this point in time, solar energy in a free market will completely transform the energy picture. It'll be cleaner, safer, cheaper, more reliable, create more jobs than we have anything coming from fossil fuels or nuclear power. Okay. So I, that's what I'm advocating. All right. And if let's, you're going to operate these reactors. And let's make let's us, walk this through, Harvey. Yeah. I want to walk this through because, okay. um, you know, I can see where this is going. Um. When you say, how is it that they're able to get a, away with this stuff? What's your answer? How do you think? You know, I mean, they, they're corruption. Corruption. Okay. And corruption of what? Of the electoral process, because the, the utility uh... companies can buy a politician like Gavin Newsom by giving him money for his campaigns to get himself reelected. So and you so would. PGE wants Gavin Newsom to do something. They say, here's a couple hundred grand uh, for your campaign. Nobody else can give you as much money. So, you do what we Harvey, let's go ahead and skip to the end here. You, you're you're a, um, you know, you look at your books. I mean, you know, people, is, you know, take a look here at uh, some Harvey's books. I mean, you know, we got um, uh, Dump King Kong, coal, oil, <laughs> nukes, gas. Okay. Right. So that, you know, that's kind of, you know, fly. Uh, uh, interesting. Now, Solartopia. Now, this site, Solartopia, is what the promotion of solar. Tell me about Solartopia first. Solartopia is a totally green-powered Earth. That means we get all our power from sun, wind, increased battery production, uh, backup, and uh, increased usage through uh, a better efficiency. And, okay, so uh, you're and, and so you're also with the organic. You're a solar guy. Got it. You're a solar guy. All right. Um, People Spiral of U.S. History. Yeah, one of your um, books was had a, an endorsement or a preface by um, Howard Zinn, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. You know? He was my uh, my buddy. I loved Howard Zinn. And then, uh, let's see, Ukrainian nuclear units you wanted to emphasize. You know, there's a war all around these nuclear power. Oh, Cindy Sheehan. I know Cindy. Okay. Then... Um, um, let's see, what do we got? Green power and wellness. Right, yeah, I can see where that might have something to do with being healthy. Uh, killing our own, the disaster of America's experience with atomic radiation. Man, you definitely right. got it going on for atomic power. Um, the last energy war, the battle over 
utility deregulation. Yeah, see, let's talk about that a second. You know, utility regulation, deregulation, you know, you want to you want to get government involved and stuff, start regulating it. I mean, you know, if they just, you know, like you say, uh, responsible for the mistakes that they make, then it's kind of self-regulating to stay in business. But it's getting to the point that the board of directors of all these large corporations and so on are international in scope, don't really have, you know, the, the goal of the company even success. It's just how much money they can make and line their pockets and do some other entities bidding, like the World Economic Forum. We are sitting on all these, you know, boards so we can be secret handshake club of, you know, sacrificing the people to the, you know, Satan to get our front seat in hell or something. I mean, these people are whack. So I'm just, I don't see any solution with any regulation, deregulation. I just, you know, freedom's the answer. What's the question? So I'm looking at when you talk about the battle over utility deregulation, I, I get scared when they regulate something. You know, because I, I, they, they know where to go to have their influence. You see my point? The corruption is where? The problem In is, the regulatory the problem agencies. The problem is the utility industry. The ut- utility industry is designed to rip you off. And, um, uh, and what I want to do is get rid of the utility industry by giving everybody control of their own power. That's what we need to do, just like what you're doing. You're in a privileged position. You've got solar panels. You don't need the utility industry. And what California is now trying to do is saying, even if you're, even if you're not plugged into the grid, you, we're going to tax your solar panels. And that's to discourage other people from getting solar panels because if they do that, then the utility industry is out of business. Do they want to the tax them if they're not tied into the grid? Because they, because they will. They, they can. They do that. It's insane. But they do it. Okay. No, I mean, no. If I if I get a so, – because in Arizona, I don't have to have my solar panels to the grid. But if I'm using their grid for battery storage or my excess, they're buying back. And, you know, that's one thing I find is that um, they're selling me energy at 15, 20 cents a kilowatt, and they only pay me like five cents for my surplus that I got, you know, and they – they, uh, uh, you know, make a profit on me generating power that they didn't have to pay to do. So I'm going, well, what the hell's with that? You know, so the, it's a regulation of this stuff. Now, one of the things that I see in, in several of your books, you have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Well, you, up or not. you have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You know, uh, gives a lot of props to you. So I'm just looking at, I'm going, okay, well, Robert F. Kennedy we uh, cite him quite a bit in his battle against uh, uh, vaccine mandates and uh, problems with vaccines and all that stuff. So I'm going, okay, um, philosophically, I'm still trying to understand where you're at. You know, I mean, of course, I'm anarchist, libertarian, you know, no government's better than anything you can come up with. What's your view on how the election should be? Because I see that you're interested in the election process, too. What are you advocating there? I, I advocate getting money out of politics. Corporations should not be able to buy our elections. It's outrageous. And uh, and uh, and so I, I, I'm a believer that uh, all citizens should have a right to vote, and those votes should be counted. 
and corporations do not have the right to come in and buy our elections. And and, uh, and we've seen too much of that uh, in the past, you know, through all the whole history of the country, but especially after the Civil War, when the big corporations uh, uh, blew up and took over the country. So uh, the, uh, my advocacy is to keep money out of politics. Uh, one person, one vote. Uh, I believe we should all be voting on paper ballots. They should be hand marked and hand counted. And, and we should have access to the hand to the paper ballots after an election to do decent recounts. No, I'm with you Get there, the but what about the, early balloting? What about ballot harvesting? What about dumping them, you know, in the box for you kind of thing? I mean, where, where are you at on all that? Well, I'm, I, I am in favor of uh, mail-out ballots. Uh, I think the people also should be able to come in and cast the ballot. Um, but I think they should all be on paper. I do not want voting machines uh, except for scanning paper ballots which I think is a good idea. You scan them after, after they're marked, but I do not believe in voting on machines. And, um, well, this is my, you I know, do. my experience. I've been, yeah, long story audience knows I, that's what got me started was election law. I challenged 44 election laws all the way to the ninth circuit, did oral argument myself you know, against Arizona, blah, 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 blah. So I don't think I know. I know. And what I know is that the way they're doing it now, whether the computers were the threat before now it's the paper. Because what they do is they generate as much paper as they can. They create all of these paper ballots, mail in, do drop off, whatever, got a bunch of paper. And if they can take a stack of paper and they get it in that pile to go through the machine, once they take off the identifiers, once they got a stack of paper and they put it in there, you can't take it out. You know, which one do you take out? Which are the good? Which are the bad? So they are generating as much paper as they can and that is how they're taking the elections now and i'm, I'm well, with we you saw, um, after uh, 2002 when they put in the help america vote act that they put in electronic uh, machines that could be easily hacked and uh, we we know that they were hacking uh the machines uh, yeah. certainly. 2004 i ran against john mccain u.s senate that's when hbo came out with uh what was it, uh, uh hacking democracy you know, um, yeah. Bev Harris. And so I, I, I went down this road, man. I already know. And I'm telling you, they evolve. You know, they wouldn't take over a government to have control of trillions of dollars of spending by election fraud. They wouldn't do that. That'd be wrong. You know, I'm going, come on. You know, as, as much corruption as you see in every one of the little special interests, the oil industry the solar industry, the nuclear industry, the power industry, the regulatory industry, I mean, all of this stuff. That's just a fraction of all the influences in this. Of course they want to control the elections. Of course. And they're right. doing it every way that they can. So I, it's when you talk about the money in politics, I remember in 94 when I first ran for Secretary of State, during that time, the idea was who I was running against, Speaker of the House and President of the Senate, okay? And they, uh, and the Speaker of the House, the Republican, eventually won. During that process, the big issue was how much goodies she got from, like, you know, got free paying clubs, you know, because paying is made in Arizona, golf clubs. And uh, you had, uh, you know, this little thing and this little trip and this little, you know, they shouldn't be getting this stuff and everything. What's your view on all that corruption and, you know, payoff and stuff, Ernie? And I'm like, you know, it's the power. Why do they do it? Because they want to influence 
what power does. We even had, you know, some guys, well, why do you donate so much to think to have influence, to get what I want? I'm rich. I got money. I need this. I get money. I get it. Duh. You know, you know, we have to talk about this. So it's not the money. It's the power. They don't give the money unless they have the power. So it's the power of government. It's the intrusiveness of government. It's the scope of government. It's the very <clears throat> fact that they can do this stuff. Of course money's going to make it to them, to influence them. And you ain't stopping it until you get rid of the power. It's the power that they have to give favors. The power to change the tax laws. It's the power to deregulate, regulate, to do whatever the hell it was. You know, look on their spreadsheet and how much and we need a little lobbying money or a hitman or whatever the hell we need to be able to make this number get bigger and this one smaller. I mean, that's what's going to happen. If you leave it to the free market and you get the government out of it, you get the force out of it, you get the gun out of it, you know, then freedom reigns. And the only purpose of government is defense of individual rights. If it doesn't do that, then what the hell good are they for? You know, so I'm uh, the source of all our problems. What you're talking about isn't, you know, anything other than eliminating the government power and bring freedom and responsibility back to the individual. So there's nothing you can come up with. And when I do solar, it could be depending on where I'm at. I might do hydro or I might do wind or I might do whatever. But I'm not going to advocate for some big giant program. You know, they're going to, you know, it's one size fits all for everybody for everything. I live in Arizona. I'm in Washington State now. In the summer, there's a lot of sun. But, you know, in northeastern uh, Washington, there sure as hell is. But, you know, when it gets wintertime, I'm going to Arizona. But solar is an option for me now at this time. I do not want Harvey or anybody else to come and say, but you have to for always and subsidize and your grandkids indebted more money and do it because you get solar panels that in three months are going to be antiquated anyway. So I'm just, it has to be individual decisions. So when I, I bring this up, Harvey, because I'm looking for a solution, the solution, you know, don't say, eh, Ernie, you're doing it right. And you're the man. And everybody should do what you're doing. Not everybody should be doing what I'm doing. They should be able to do what they want to do. That's what they should be able to do. So when we get into the election process, I'm going, okay, I'm with you. You know, we need to make it accurate. We need to get, and, you know, for hand counting paper, voted on election day, get your ass down there and not have, you know, in 94 they had 60, 70,000 extra ballots. They didn't even know where they came from, you know. And I've been down this road, so I don't even trust election day. I haven't voted since 02. I don't care. We just, I, I don't care. Because I don't, I don't think it's going to be a political solution. It's not. So what do you think the solution is going to be? Political? It's going to be the midterms in 22? And what happens? It looks like, you know, MAGA and Trump endorsed people are just sweeping. So what happens when there's no more Democrats, you know, in uh, bodies that have control over legislatures around the country? Then what? You're going to be bitching about the Republicans? You know, I'm... I'm Harvey, I need a solution, man. I wanted you to come on because I'm like, all right, what's the new threat? You know, what's the new solution? You know, give, give me something. Monologue me, rant, man. Go. <laughs> all right, man. Here, here, for energy, the solution is very clear. We have got to lift government subsidies away from fossil and nuclear power, and we got to dismantle 
the utility companies. The one thing you're missing in the equation is the power corporations. Yes, you've got a powerful government that can do all sorts of things, but we got powerful corporations and in many cases are more powerful than the government. Now they just control the government. The government's just one of their tools. Exactly. So is the root of the problem the government or is the root of the problem the corporations? Well, it's it's a balance of both because as you say, the corporations are controlling the government and they're doing it with money and they buy influence and that allows them to do insane things like build nuclear power plants and then keep them going when they're surrounded by earthquake faults and losing money left and right and preventing people from getting solar panels. So in the field of energy, I am for complete uh, a free market because I don't I don't I know that the fossil fuels and the nuclear power that threaten us all cannot exist in a free market up against what has now become solar, wind, um, batteries, uh, increased efficiency. They can't compete anymore. And so I want the government to stop taking our money and stop using it to subsidize uh, uh, oil and gas and coal and nuclear. That's what's got to happen. And these nuclear plants need to be forced to have uh, insurance. And one of the things we mentioned at the beginning is these nuclear plants in Ukraine. Ukraine has 15 atomic reactors. Six of them are at Zaporizhia, which is in a a, a, a war zone. And a single shell piling into one of those nuclear plants could cause a way worse disaster than Chernobyl, could cover all of Europe with radiation. That radiation will come to the United States because it's a small earth. And we're looking a truly terrifying situation. Those reactors all got to shut. And, you know, people say, oh, look at France. France has 55 nuclear plants. How wonderful are they? Well, the fact is that half of the reactors of France are shut because they've, they're falling apart. They, they have, you know, you, you built a standardized design. There's two standardized designs in France. One's 900 megawatts, one's 1,300 megawatts. But they're, the model is Westinghouse. And the problem, and Westinghouse is bankrupt. And the, the problem is that when you have a problem in one standardized reactor, you have it in all of them. So, yes, France, wonderful, wonderful nuclear. Half the reactors are shut now. Because, uh, very interesting, because of the, 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 the temperatures, the, the rivers that the nuclear plants in France are sitting on to use the cooling water, the rivers are too hot now. To cool the nuclear plants. Uh, and so everybody's yelling at Germany for shutting all the reactors, but the reactors in France aren't operating. So which would you rather have? Reactors that are shut and you're, you're going on onto wind and solar or reactors that are, are shut because they can't operate anymore and you haven't done anything for wind and solar. See, you can't, you can't do the Biden thing and just say, we're going to do this because we're going to do this, and I, you know, pass the law, and so say it, and tap you on the shoulder, and knighted you of soul. You know, it doesn't happen. That's not what we're advocating. Well, That's what are you? You're saying let's do it, and I'm like, all right, you know, I, I, I want to see the chart. I want to see the math. I want to see the spreadsheet. 
You know, for okay, so to have so many um, megawatts of this, you got to produce that. Where are the plants? How many? What's ramp up? It's going to take three, four. You know, my son is in this. You know, industry. He's a uh, operations manager for big giant robot making company that does. You know, computer chips for Intel kind of crap. And I know what it takes to ramp up. He's been doing, God, year, year and a half, of just finishing out the factory that they're doing for a bunch of stuff. And I'm going, you're not going to just go like this, plus the supply chain on the machines, you know, and the manufacturer of this and getting employees that. This economy worldwide has been slapped upside the head. And I'm going, yeah, just to get quality employee, I, I can go on and on and on. This is not going to be just because you demand it. You passed on no, exactly. a law, it's subsidy. Been for a long time. The solar industry has, re- has been ramping up. Uh, the utility industry is doing everything it can to shut the, the solar industry down, to prevent it from happening. We have offshore wind. It's enormous. We have, if you want to look at it stuff, look at Rocky Mountain Institute. Um, um, in in, uh, Aspen and look at uh, Mark Jacobson stuff from Stanford. It's all right there, Ernest. We we know how to do this. It's a mature industry. It's been going on a long time. We have the technology to do this um, and it's being crushed as much as possible. Just like the electric car. This is is one thing. I I give you this. Um, I just recommended a few days ago, somebody wanted to ask and talk about this. I go, you know what you should watch? You know, Michael Moore's movie, Planet of the Humans. You know, I mean, it's Mike, Michael Moore. I go, yeah, 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 just watch it, you know. That, uh, Planet of the Humans was about, you know, uh, nuclear power is about, you know, energy is about, about, about. Now, the reason I brought it up, we were talking about something up here in um, uh, Colville. You know, I'm going, man, what, what do they do with all these little trees? I mean, there are trees, they're probably like, less than a foot around, 10 inches a foot or something like that. And I go, how much lumber do they get out of that? I'll let that one grow a little bit, you know. They biomass. And I'm going, what? They go, yeah, they're burning them. I go, what? They chip them and they burn them. And Planet of the Humans by Michael Moore, who is a big, giant advocate of going through the forest, cutting down all the trees and burning them for electricity. Al Gore. Oh, biomass. I was I, like, I, I, I thought those, they were out, you know, fields. getting trash or something. No, they're cutting down trees, chipping them, and burning them. And I'm going, right. what the hell? You know, Al Gore, seriously. So it's all a lie. And what happened? Not all of it. All right, Not let me get this one point out. I want to get this in. Nuclear disarmament, ND, is where the peace symbol came from. You know, the peace symbol, you hold your arm up like this and then down like that, ND, nuclear disarmament. That's what the peace symbol means. It was a flag communication they do on ships, and that just kind of became the peace symbol. The peace symbol was not, you know, peace, no nukes for war. It was no nukes for power. And it was started by the hydrocarbon industry. The gas and oil and all these guys, they saw that nuclear power was a threat to them making a bunch of money. So they go, no, 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 no. We're with the Greens. Yeah, we're with the, you know, we, we, we don't want nuclear power. Then what do they find out? After decades of burning hydrocarbons, you start having other problems. CO2, oh, my God, you know, the global warming, we're all going to die, and yada, 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 yada. Then you have the environmentalist, Michael Moore, and in, you know, Planet of the Humans, a liberal documentary going, we should have been doing nuclear the whole time. The, no, the, no, no, that's not what it says. 
That, that, the watch the movie. <laughs> I did. I saw it twice. Uh, They're not advocating it. nuclear power. And, uh, and, and nobody with, in their right mind would advocate nuclear power today. It cannot exist without uh, uh, federal subsidies and protection uh, from insurance because they can't get insurance. And uh, what we need to do is go to a free market and do. And, and solar has been around a long time. Uh, they've been sitting on it every which way they possibly can. I agree. Because solar power will do exactly what you want, Ernest, which is give everybody uh, energy independence. If well, not everybody. Panels, but if, if this country had solar panels on every roof, we wouldn't need uh, 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 fossil fuels and we wouldn't need nuclear power. To, to, that's where we got to go. To power the entire United States, it's uh-huh. like Maricopa County in Arizona. You cover it with solar panels. We got plenty of desert in Arizona, so there's not like not enough space. You know, you could sure as hell Nevada. You know, and you just put it out in the desert, you know, 100 square mile, and you wouldn't even know the difference. Boom, we're powered. Okay, so yeah, I get it. You no, know, yes, it can be done. By what force? You know, by and who's going to no, run? By it? the market. The and market then, will do it. Well, I, you know, I yeah, put it on my house. And I'm done. I get my cyber truck and you know throw. You know, the tonneau cover solar power, I get 15 miles a day, and I don't drive that much. So, you know, in a week, I got like 100 miles, I'm good, you know. So it's just, I, I see it. But what am I concerned about? The Cybertruck. <laughs> Phone's home, and it's going to lock the door and robot deliver me to the man. You know, I need, I want Jarvis, not Alexa. I want my own AI. I want my own assistant. I want it, and not have it go to a cloud. Not have it. It's all about decentralization of your life. And if that was advocated, if your books were on that, if you focused on that, that would incorporate everything. It would diminish the power of rulers. It would diminish the power of governments. It would diminish the power of anybody else making decisions for you and your family in education of your kids, in the food that you eat, and everything. That you know, everybody's going, you buy local. You know, it's gotta go look it's gonna happen. We're preparing for it. This is what I'm spending this entire summer on doing is demonstrating what can be done right now. We're out building domes, out concrete, and doing kind of have fun. But the thing is, why? This. It's all about this. It's all about somebody else making money, making, oh, my God, interest, taxes, inflation. They've taken away all our rest. All we are is slaves. So I'm looking for, you know, there's nothing really new. We're all going to die from a nuclear meltdown other than they have a war. Third World War is building up in Ukraine with Russia and a bunch of nuclear power plants around. There's, there's that, you know. So I'm going, okay. So the solution is what? Well, we just have more solar. We have more freedom. You know, just get the, these guys. I'm telling you, the government's going to diminish in our rearview mirror as we go plaid into the future. It'd be like, you know, the government's going to be, Harvey's going to be like this. It's like the woo-ah car, you know, in old French movies or something. Woo-ah, woo-ah, woo-ah. And then it just, woo-ah, woo-ah. And it gets over the horizon in your rearview mirror, drops over the horizon behind you, and then you forget they were ever even there. Humanity marches well, let's on. Hope that we, let's hope and that, that, that car you're going to be driving is going to be solar-powered, so you have to uh, of, of the corporations. You got to remember the corporations uh, are the dark side of the government. And uh, you don't get rid of the corporate government without getting rid of the corporations. 
You know, I. So then you have corporations getting you know, rights as an individual to give money. You know, Boy, that's a terrible decision. That you know, should never have happened. I, never. I, I'm so. Well, what do you think about? Um, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and you know uh, wind it up here in a little bit. But I want to. I want to. You know, I got you on. You know, just from your perspective and a lot of the people that you know endorse your work and you work with politically and so on. Um, is it never Trump? I mean, him, we whatever it takes to get him out of the 24 election, especially if he has a big impact on the midterms and so on, you know, or just let it go and, you know, put Hillary and Trump at it again, man. Let's see what happens. I mean, you know what? You know, I think you could lock them both up in the same cell. I think that'd be very interesting. Put Hillary and Trump in the same cell Cage for the next 30 years. <laughs> I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I am no fan of Hillary Clinton. And I am no fan of Donald Trump. Well, who are you a fan of? The is problem. there the problem? The pro- they're not the problem. The problem is corporate power, and they, they, it takes the government power and threatens to kill us all. And then, you know, we're seeing with the uh, nuclear plants under fire in Zaporizhzhia, with uh, California now pushing to keep Diablo Canyon open, surrounded by earthquake faults. That's the definition of insanity. And um, and uh, as I say, in the marketplace. You let, you let everybody get solar on the, your rooftops. And I'm not a big advocate of desert solar. I want solar on people's rooftops. And, um, you know, the windmills, that's a different story. But the solar panels, every rooftop in America, uh, uh, certainly in the, in the, in the, the south, in the southwest, uh, if there was a free market in energy, they'd all, be, they'd all have uh, rooftop solar. And uh, we wouldn't be uh, 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 slaves to these corporations that use the government to kick us around. That's the bottom line. And it, it's all written up. The plans are all there. Ernest, you would, you know, go to Rocky Mountain Institute, RMI.org, go to Mark Jacobson stuff at Stanford. We know the numbers. Numbers are ready to rock and roll. It's the biggest industry in the history of the world. So, you know, let's, let's deal with it. Let's do it. Well, I think it's going to happen just out of, you know, the reasons why I do it. It's decentralization. I want to be, I, this is a, you know, I, I tell you who's a big, you know, advocate really started coming on strong with decentralization. You know, we've been doing it forever, but uh, Russell Brand, you know, Russell Brand has been, you know, he's been advocating. He goes, yep, the solution is more decentralization down to where you get to make the decisions for you and your family. You know, that's, that's just where it's going. But that's what I think. What do you think? Tell me in the comments. You know, and that's, and I, and I love that he's exposing it. But after a while, you know, I, I really enjoy Russell Brand's take on a lot of stuff. He's kicking butt. But after a while, I get it. Okay? It's decentralized. Okay, I get it. Now, no matter what I look at, I already know what he's going to say. People know what I'm going to say. So what do we have to do? People probably know what you're going to say. But I'm telling you, it's what are you going to do? You know, where are you living? How are you? I'm sure you got a California electric bill that you're having to pay. You know, I'm sure you probably made whatever efficiency benefits it. You get, you know, uh, not a big SUV. You probably got some LED lighting. You're doing your doing your part. But I'm, you know, that's the answer is everybody do their part for them. And a lot of that is, yeah, but I got a business I need to run. I mean, it's a power. I need, you know, you know PG&E you know, you can plug me up. You know, so I so you got to move. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of movement in ideology, a lot of movement and people 
just picking up their bags and going to different states. You know, California, for the first time in certainly my lifetime or ever, is losing net population. I'm like, whoa, man, that that kind of surprising. And where are they going? Arizona, Texas, Florida, you know, somewhere in the south. You know, I saw this happen in the early 80s. The Rust Belt, the manufacturing in the Midwest, everything went to some other country or went south. You know, so it's just I, I, I'm seeing an enormous movement happening now, right now. We got midterm coming up in a couple of months. We got, you know, then the 24 election cycle is going to hit hard. The economy is going to take another dirt nap. It hasn't even got started yet. So what do you think is going to happen? You know, you know, give me your philosophical America where we're going to be here in another month or two or a year. What do you think is going to happen? Another pandemic? They're trying I think, to. Uh, <clears throat> I think we're going to kick butt on energy and we're going to uh, uh, hopefully get these um, uh, reactors shut because they're too dangerous. And this is a linchpin, Ernest, of the whole economy is energy. And yep. uh, the, the corporations are fighting tooth and nail against what has to happen, which is the people have to seize control of our energy supplies. And that means solar, wind, gas, and increased efficiency. Well, I, you know, they seize it as an individual doom. I'll go through. That, that has got to change because we get, there is a piece of it that's pro-solar. And um, but as far as I'm concerned, People need to get rid of all all subsidies to all men. Okay, get the government out Your of friends it. in the, the market in, will take care of it. In the liberal, um, uh, I would say you're more left. You know, you have a lot of you know friends and probably more in the Democratic you know sphere than you would Republican or whatever. And I'm pox on all their houses, but you know, um, the money, the celebrity, Los Angeles, you know, the environmentalists, the people that read your books, the people that, you know, support your advocacies and so on, what are they doing? What are they doing with their money? Where are they moving? What's What What kind of action are they taking? Well, people are, are, are doing what they need to do to, to get solarized. That, that's what we understand that energy is, is key. It's the cornerstone of, of our modern livelihoods. And, uh, and we're pushing to, to have it all decentralized. Uh, just like you're doing. I would be thrilled if everybody in this country was as energy self-sufficient as you are. That would change a lot because the, or the corporations, the energy corporations, are the very worst when it comes to destroying the earth and destroying our freedoms. And it's the same with nuclear weapons, the same crazy uh, uh, kill us all mentality that corporations have because corporations uh, do not die from radiation. Uh, they died from lack of money, and so we got to we got to cut off their money and get them out of the way so we can have a human existence on this planet. This has to be a wide understanding of the proper role of government, a very deep, you know, uh, education of the people, and whatever we've been doing ain't working. We need to go back to you know what made right. the, the country great, and it was freedom. You know, and responsibility and accountability and transparency and all, you know, and accuracy and elections and all that kind of stuff. And that is exactly what we've been ignoring. We're bypassing and we were told by, you know, some shiny tie in a suit saying, you know, oh, don't worry about it. I got it covered. You know, I'm, no, it's decentralized down to your 
family, yourself, your community, your town, your county, your state, your, I mean, you get it down, down to the individual. And we're going to have these kinds of solutions because the more that I ignore what somebody wants for me or does, and I do my own research, then I'll make my own decision. And I wanted to do solar for the very same reasons. A couple of things that had to happen. I tell my audience for a long time. It was about living a quality life, self-sustaining. You know, I grow some of my own food. I raise some of my own animals. I educate my own kids and grandkids. I edu- I do my own, my own, my own, my own. And the more you do that, the more you're the, the Waltons. Uh, not John Boy. You know, you, you have this family living through the depression. They didn't even know there was a depression other than they had to wear the same shoes a second year or something. But I, it, this is where you want to get more self-sufficiency. Get some chickens. Chickens are easy, you know. But then they go, no, you're not allowed to have chickens. Oh, you're definitely not allowed to grow food in your front yard. You go to jail for that one, you know. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's a tomato plant. So, you know, you don't like tomatoes? Nope, not allowed to grow food in front yard. Who does this? Who makes these kinds of decisions? As we start to understand that the proper role of any government, it says in Declaration of Independence, the proper role is defense of individual rights. When it doesn't do that, it's time to alter or abolish. It's your right, your duty. And I'm going, boom, we're done. That's it. If they're not defending my individual rights to be stupid, you know, then what the hell good are they? They're sitting there defending the pocketbook of any and everybody else that Harvey's been talking about. So I'm going, the solution is coming, and it's going to be an abandonment of delegating your authority to somebody else in everything, including power. And the only thing you really need to be concerned about is are you damaging your neighbor? Are you violating their pursuit of happiness, their life, liberty, and property? Are you poisoning their water, their air, their their food? You know, well, hell, they got a department to do that now. Oh, and if we can't get to you, you know, uh, as directly as we want, we got a mandated shot. We're just going to put it right in your bloodstream. So I'm going, this is, no matter what the issue is, I'm becoming so jaded to any particular issue because it always comes back to the same thing as us delegating to somebody else to make decisions for us and i wished yeah but you might make a bad decision be stupid and not buy enough solar or something so what don't care you know i want the government there to do what was what made this country so powerful so fast and we are a victim of our own success because once they start to pull a little bit of revenue, once they start going in debt in your name, once they start getting your tax, it'll never stop. And to the point to where we are now. So this is going to crash. There's no getting it. There's no getting away from it. The petrodollar is going. You know, what's going to replace it? Don't know, don't care. You know, it's got to be local. Merca is an idea. It's a concept. And I'm telling you, we got to get that back or we're going to be a third world nation you know, rubbing sticks together to make fire. So I just, and you think I'm kidding. It's going to get bad. It's going to get a lot worse than people think. What do you think, Harvey? Are we going to be, we'll muddle through somehow? Or is there going to be a crash? Is reckoning a coming? What do you think? I think all of the above. I think there will be a crash. I think we'll be, there will be a reckoning. And I think we'll muddle through. Because we have the technology to do it. And people know what to do now. And we got to move in that direction. We got to get rid of these corporations. Uh, we got to get rid of these utility industries, and we got to we got to seize control of our own food and our own energy. 
And once we do that, <clears throat> shut these nuclear plants, shut the fossil fuel industry, uh, 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 get solar on every rooftop, uh, start growing organic. And, um, you know, uh, we'll have some terrible times, but I, I hope we'll get through it. The question is, can we get these reactors shut before the next ones blow up? That's what takes up my time, Ernest. And uh, I hope you join us to to make sure you, you we, we, we do that just that. Solartopia.org, and I encourage you to go to pirateswithoutborders.com. All these categories up here, whoop, there's an energy and a shelter and a food and water. Let's click on energy. You go to energy, this is all the tech that is coming or here now on energy. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of technological solutions. This is you what... Got it. We have Absolutely. been look at all this stuff. You, you think I don't know? Hell, I, I, I do this all day, every day, you know, getting less in the last month. I'm out, you know, actually doing and building. But, you know, with what knowledge right here? All the stuff that we had on Freedom's Phoenix, we put, you know, on Pirates Without Borders by category. Communication, shelter, shelter, go in with different kind of ways of building methods, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I'm, I'm with you, brother. But I'm telling you. All right, my man. Thank so, you for having me. Well, I'll I want to make sure before you go, I want to make sure that we understand, you know, what's going on. What's going on is that it is a crisis of responsibility. We need to take responsibility for our own energy, our own food, our own. And certainly, if we're not actually doing it, we do it local. And I want to make sure that people understand that. And it's not just going to be some edict that's going to, you know, make it to where we can't, you have to do something, you can't do something. I just, you got new news, you got new tech, you got new law, you got to do something, give me a call. But I'm telling well, I'm you, a man. advocacy down to the individual. Solartopia.org. Harvey Wasserman. Thanks for coming on, Harvey. Thank you, Ernest. Always great to see him, my man. Peace, brother. Take care. Bye. Thank you.